This is the Gender Fluids Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Ava Smart, a 26-year-old trans girl and bottom-leaning switch. And I'm Ariel Isaac Norman, a 32-year-old boy lesbian, for now. And we're bringing you the only queer podcast that isn't super gay. Gender Fluids is a podcast about all the sex and all the people. You can follow us on Instagram at Gender Fluids Podcast. On Twitter, we're at Gender Fluids Pod. Our email is genderfluidspodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to support us on Patreon, you can find us at patreon.com slash genderfluids. Enjoy the episode, y'all. Welcome to the Gender Fluids Podcast! Thank you so much. Our third... Third, live yeah, our third, third live show here, right here in Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah, uh, first the Austin, Midwest Queer Festival. Then Houston, now Louisville. We're hitting the good cities. We're mm-hmm. doing the good ones. Yeah, we're being very selective about what cities we're doing. So. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to go to any of those cool places like New York or Los Angeles. Played out, really. Um, you know, full of queers and people we don't associate with. True. Um, round of <laughs> applause for how much you hate queer. I'll stop. Um, <laughs> I don't know if y'all knew gender fluids is an anti-LGBTQIABP. Um, we're trying to start the movement, self-hating queers. So thank you so much for being here. Um, for supporting the cause. For supporting this cause. <laughs> um, no, just kidding. But uh, we were, it's like, this is the first time we've done a live podcast at a queer festival. Um, this kind of, I don't know if this is going to be awkward, but you know, so we were just wondering, clap just if you would fuck one of us, at least one of us. Yeah. Nice. Now nice. keep clapping if you would fuck both of us. You don't have to. You don't have to do that. Um, but thank you so much. Cool, cool, cool. We all know who you wanted to fuck. It's me. <laughs> it's always me. No, it's not. People want to fuck me. I know. I'm joking. Oh. It's more often than not you. <laughs> more often than not, you get the. People should yeah. want to get fucked by me. I'll stop. Okay. Um, you know, clap if you want to be the bottom to. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna figure out everything about you. Um, this is just a giant thing for Ariel and I to try and fuck our fans. Really is all it is. That is, <laughs> that is literally my dream. I, that's, I, I've, I've done it some, but like that, it is the only thing I can. Do y'all not want to fuck your fans? Do y'all have some fans? Don't you, isn't that the whole point of having fans? Right? They're like in love with you before they you know them. They come to you already liking you. Like uh-huh. that's, oh. <laughs> I get, some people think that's weird, but also fans, like if they are your fan, you also like have a shared sense of humor. That's something you know. Like it's not that creepy of a thing. It's not exploitative at all. <laughs> Ex- how is that exploitative? It's, well, I'm saying it's not. Oh, good. As long as you do it in like a smart, ethical way, like I think it's totally fine. Yeah. Now, if you're, like, fucking creepy about it, and you're like, yeah, come fuck me, because you laughed, then there's something wrong with it, right? Is that a thing that happens? I'm sure. Oh, yeah, like, the whole, like... Yeah, come fuck me, because you laughed. I mean, I think anyone who didn't want to fuck that person would just walk away. <laughs> you didn't see that comic with the come fuck me, because you laughed t-shirts? <laughs> oh, that's good merch right there. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, you want to dive into this shit? Yeah, let's dive in. You were you wanted to tell a story about your flight on 
over here? I just, I found out I'm into a thing that I didn't know I was into. I mean, I kind of, okay, I've known I was into daddies for a long time. Like, that's no secret to me. But I didn't know I liked getting people to help me in public, like, in, like, in that act of servitude at all. And what happened was I had to pack all this podcast shit up to fly here from Austin, right? And I, my right arm is still fucked up from surgery, and like it works and moves, but it has no strength and can lift anything. And I carried all of my stuff on. I didn't check anything. So I have one suitcase with all of my clothes and all of this podcast shit in it, and it's like super heavy. And in my head, I knew I was going to have a problem getting it into the overhead bin, right? I was like figuring out how I was going to do that. So I walk onto my first flight, and like sitting on my row is just like this like business, like executive realness daddy, just in a suit with like a little bit of pepper gray and he was sitting there reading a book and I was just like oh yes like I'm gonna flirt with you for the next 45 minutes Wait, what book was it I didn't see the title you didn't check oh, no I couldn't okay. so I wish that yeah if he was reading like Thomas Friedman book? or some shit I'd be like alright bye right. <laughs> like basic business a lot of businessy people read like those douchey fucking businessy books you yeah. know what I mean like I didn't see what it was, but, but so I get there and I, I'm looking at like trying to get it up in there and trying to live with just my left hand to get this like heavy ass bag up. And he was like, oh, do you, do you want me to put that up there for you? And I was like, oh, yes, please. <laughs> like, oh, please. And he like gets up in his like suit and he like lifts it up and he's like, oh, that's heavy. And then like, for some reason when he, he said that. that way? No. Okay. <laughs> this is, but that's how it sounded in my head. Mm-hmm. So like. Yes, essentially, sure he did. Like uh-huh. he probably was just like, oh, that's heavy. But in my head, he's like, oh, that's heavy, right? That's how it translates. And I, the whole flight, I was just so turned on by the fact that he lifted a bag that he thought was heavy for me. Mm-hmm. And like now, all I'm doing, and like, and like that was my first of two flights. And then on the second flight, it wasn't a hot daddy type. It was just a hotter dude that I got to lift it up there for me. But I loved it a second time, and I'm like. Do I just like watching men lift things for me? Like making them do labor for me and like a thing that benefits me turns me on. Like I've never been that type of top that needs somebody to do a thing for me. I'm usually like a servicey type of top yeah. type person that like I want to do a thing for you. But I think I'm gonna get into like into making people work for me. Okay, that's interesting. Because I was thinking that like when men have offered to help me, like if I'm lifting a bag and I'm perfectly capable of lifting it and putting it in there, and they're like, oh, let me get that for you. If the guy is like hot enough, sure. (laughs) (laughs) But anything below like a seven and a half, I'm like... I've got it, you know? So it's just funny. It's because you're also kind of doing femininity by letting someone lift your bag. Yeah, that's... The, so it's, it's like affirming for you, whereas sometimes for me, I'm like... It's like, don't, I don't need your fucking help. But right, for me, but it's only like, if I've been guy, waiting years for you to ask to help but me. But, like, I'll bring out my femininity if the guy is cute enough. That's, that's funny <laughs> to me. I'm like, okay, well, I'm a gender opportunist, if you anyone's wondering what my identity... You the closet underneath the stairs. Yeah, I'll use it. <laughs> whatever works. femininity. It's like, all right, get uh-huh. out here. You have 15 minutes of You're freedom. You're in, kid. Second string but you're in (laughs) god i don't know i was talking to kai krebs the other day about this because like he opened a door for me right as we were walking in a place and it was like it's a thing that i've had to get used to Mm -hmm. like i've had to get used to people opening doors for me and like and at first i like didn't know where to fall on that like not that there's a debate about it, but there's been like a cultural conversation about chivalry and like things oh. like that, right? You know? And so I was like, okay, 
I fucking love that this is happening because it is like hyper affirming for me. But at the same time, I feel like I should as be like against it, right? <laughs> yeah, but then again, I'm like, but as a feminist, they don't know I have a dick. So it really is more feminist of me to like let them serve me even though they wouldn't if they knew. Or if they, ha- if they do know you have a dick, then they know that they're helping a trans person. So then like... Even if you're against that as a feminist, maybe... Yeah, what if it's like that. a guy that's really chivalrous and he's like, look, I'm just trying to be gender affirming, okay? Yeah, exactly. Just exactly. So <laughs> It's like, look, she's not fooling anybody. I know she's trans. <laughs> but... I'm helping her anyways. Exactly. I mean, and point being, yeah, what's a good liberal to do? You know? <laughs> These things are complicated. And gender's hot. I don't want to get rid of it completely. You know? P- pick whichever one you want to do whichever day, but, like, it's kind of hot. I don't know. <laughs> Does make fucking more fun. Yeah. I love that joke uh, Clara Blackstone, a comic from Austin, has. She was like, you know, I've like been exploring my gender, and I was hooking up with somebody else that was exploring my gender. And it made Dirty Talk really weird because it's odd to be like there and be like, you're a bad, bad person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like... But I kind of like that now, bad person. Bad person? I don't. That's too deep. No. I would. If someone looks me in the eyes and they're like, you're a bad person, I'm like, oh, God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. What are you going to do about it? You know? <laughs> like, deep into my soul, a bad person? Yeah, I probably am. So. Mm. I, guess, I could see that, like, how we talked last time about abomination and mm-hmm. getting called an abomination. Okay. Because someone called her an abomination on Grinder. And it was so hot. <laughs> and we could, you know, it was very tone non specific. All it said was, wasn't it just like, you're an abomination? Yeah. Yeah, like, is that, are you pro or con that she's an abomination? Like, I can't tell, is that a burn or a come on? But we decided it was fucking hot. <laughs> Wouldn't she? I mean, it is an abomination? Like, it's like the most metal God's thing will? you can get called in bed. Yes. If someone's just railing you like, you're a fucking abomination. It's like, I am. <laughs> yeah. Forget dirty little whore. You're yeah. an abomination. My mom was a dirty little whore. I'm an abomination, okay? <laughs> D- dirty that's little my whore. That's name. my mother. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> What's your father if your mom's a dirty little whore? Father. Well, he's deciding like what becomes an abomination. Like, uh, yeah, like spawns? the Pokemon evolution, yeah. like dirty little whore to abomination. I don't know what the male side of that is. I guess like no, I, nothing sexy. No, like there's, are so there's nothing sexy and degrading to call a dude. I don't think. Besides faggot. Besides faggot, and that's really it more of a selective. Yeah, yeah. but abomination. I feel like anybody could kind of get behind. Totally. Mm, 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 mm. Okay. Um, did you want to talk about the sorting hat? Yes. Okay. So I had this. I was super high the other day. And I was thinking about... Just like every day. (laughs) Yeah, just like every day. And I was thinking about Harry Potter. And I had this idea, like, so they put the sorting hat, like, within the mythology of Harry Potter, the sorting hat goes on the kid's head. And, you know, it looks into their heart and their soul, right, so to speak. And then it decides what house they should be part of. But I'm like, does that mean the sorting hat knows a kid's trans before the kid does? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like they start just using different pronouns. Yeah, like that. Like he's a Slytherin. You're like, what? What, what do you mean he? <laughs> Am I? <laughs> and like McGonagall comes to pull it off. Like no, 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 no. Pull the, bring the hat back. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> she whispers to the hat. Hey, you know what? He hasn't figured it out yet. Because I'm like, because Harry has a whole fucking conversation with the hat, and That's so true. does if you read. Uh, 
the fucking not the Half Blood Prince, the the Cursed Child, like the play that J.K. Rowling wrote. Mm-hmm. Harry's son Albus also has a conversation with a hat. So these kids are talking to a hat, mm-hmm. right? And so I'm just like, there's got to be like some trans kid that had it put on its head, and the hat's just like, mm, mm, mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're gonna have some problems. He's <laughs> like, what are you talking you about? <laughs> it's like, look, you're gonna be a Hufflepuff, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you'll get Jesus. bullied for that enough. But you've got some other things coming. Aww. That you haven't even begun to deal with. What? No, everybody loves Hufflepuffs. Every, everyone feels... I feel like people pity love Hufflepuffs. Like, no. pity fuck Hufflepuffs. We got a Hufflepuff right here. How could you yeah, say that? Yeah, there are lots of Hufflepuffs. <laughs> I, I'm a Slytherin because I don't give a fuck about yes, it. It's like, I'm a Slytherin, oh, cute. You're such a good person, but like... If you're a cute <laughs> Go away. Okay. I've dated too many Hufflepuffs I to married have. a Hufflepuff. Well, she yeah, might be and you Gryffindor. divorced her. <laughs> well, she left me. Actually, we decided she's a Gryffindor, which is the, and, but she would self-identify as a Hufflepuff, which is the kind of thing a Gryffindor would do. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking fag. <laughs> what? A self-identifying Hufflepuff that's a Gryffindor. Gryffindors are already annoying enough. And then you say you're a Hufflepuff you, just to be more altruistic. And you like, love Katie. <laughs> I don't know why you're I do like it. Katie. Um, I was thinking, okay, the sorting hat is working with children all day, every day. Can a sorting hat be a pedophile? Oh, 100%. Just, just I think it is level. a pedophile. Probably. No one else, like, it turns out that everyone who, like, loved kids that much and worked with them that we thought was innocent became, was a pedophile. Except for Mr. Rogers. I was going to say, Mr. Rogers. With the, the only exception, exception of Mr. Rogers, <laughs> everyone else who seemed to devote their life to children has been a pedophile. So. Barney, definitely a pedophile. Let's see. If Dumbledore can, like, retroactively be gay, I say we make the sorting out a pedophile. <laughs> They, I like the idea that they have to like it's a scandal like, at Hogwarts one year. <laughs> the Sorting Hat cut like gets busted as being like a pedophile. You know, they find like pedophile porn inside it or something or in its room, so they have to bewitch a new hat of some sort. Oh yeah, because this one's gonna commit suicide. <laughs> okay, sorry, Louisville. <laughs> what? Okay, y'all actually think that motherfucker killed himself? Yes. You think? Yeah, oh, no. no. I mean, no yeah, with way. a gun to his head, he hung himself. You know, they were like, make it look real. You know, um, we'll kill your favorite children. How still. much do you think? I mean, so like, clearly, like this, like large billionaire class, like paid to have that motherfucker killed. Yes. But how much do you think they paid? Like, what's the dollar amount on that? Oh, it's probably like one of them trading three kids to another. <laughs> in dollar Just amounts. paying in human lives? You don't think that's how... They, they're like, kids are like cigarettes to the billionaires. Um, for, those of you, for those of you who aren't keeping up with the news, um, turns out that all of the rich are pedophiles. I don't know if you're paying attention. Um, but you really don't need hundreds of millions of dollars unless you want to fuck kids, if you think about it. So... Pretty big red flag. Anyone who feels that need. I'll date somebody with ninety-nine million dollars, but once you get to that hundred million, I mark, can't trust that. Mm, there's something going on there. Yeah, give some of that money away. You know, <laughs> um, that should be. If we had a society where everyone assumed that if you hoarded wealth like that, that that meant you were a pedophile, people wouldn't do it. So you know what I mean? So if we all just start that, like I just call like lacrosse a pedophile sport. Like I just label everything rich like just pedophile stuff now. I'm trying to shame people into not wanting to be rich. Like it should be fucking gay to be rich, you know? So I mean in a bad way. It should be a pedophile thing to be rich. Okay. I'm trying to save our kids. I don't know what y'all are doing to help. <laughs> Just indulging in it, probably. Not talking about it mm-hmm. in polite society. How is that helping our kids not get fucked? So, 
Yeah, yeah, you're not doing anything, are you? <laughs> I'm at least raising awareness. Welcome to the Gender Fluids live show where we shame the, the people supporting us. We're not, not trying to solve pedophilia hard enough. Well, we didn't all know until recently, but now it's time to really figure out what we're going to do about the rich. Um, I, we can't talk about um, illegal things like that. Like we, we talk about a lot of illegal things on this podcast, but I think the one, what I want to happen to the rich, I think we would get in trouble for saying. Okay, I'll cut this part out. I'll just like bleep it or something. But like, what do you want to happen to the rich? Oh, I was mostly talking about killing them. Like, just yeah. straight up. We can say kill the rich. Can we say kill the But I mean, while you're at it, I mean, for, I, before <laughs> you do it, yeah, like because torture of, them. As a joke, we sexually. should all murder all the rich people. As a joke, if we kill... Okay, was it? Jared, <laughs> Jared McCorkle, another comic uh, who's in Austin, um, he has this joke about... You know, he just points out, really, that like... It's just like 41 people we'd have to kill to redistribute most of the wealth. <laughs> That's not that many. We do school shootings like that like every other day. If any of those people would just, if you want to shoot some people, shoot the rich. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was writing a song the other day on accident when I was meditating. <laughs> Is that what meditating is? I don't think that's meditating. Rich. <laughs> Whatever God whispers into my ears while I'm meditating is not my fault, okay? Gosh, that's not, you know, it was like vaguely passable into like whatever God tells me to do. I'm like, boy, if there's ever a phrase that's come out of a mass killer's mouth before, <laughs> it's, no. I was just doing what God said. God doesn't want me to shoot the rich. God wants me to sing songs about shooting the rich to crowds of people so that if there happens to be... <laughs> A mentally ill person who wants to shoot people anyway. My point is, don't shoot innocent people. Go shoot the fucking pedophile rich. <laughs> Thank you. Or some of these Catholics or Boy Scout leaders or whatever. I'm just a vehicle for God. I am just a vehicle for God. <laughs> God's message. Yeah. Aren't we all? Um, Talk about your shit. What did you say? You had a thing. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. Besides murder the rich. I can't remember where this come up, came up the other day, but someone um, told me about nipple fucking. Whoa, now, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah, apparently it's a thing on Pornhub. And it's not, because I, I, I'm like, sometimes I have the instinct to get it on top of my girlfriend's chest and like hump her boobs. Uh, I've probably put her boobs in my vagina before, you know, but... Um, <laughs> It is not that. Wait, you just say you probably have? That means you have. Yeah, I've definitely. <laughs> like, I may have put my girlfriend's tits in my vagina. That means you've put your girlfriend's, like, like done some fucking, like, titty yeah. grinding. You know the girl has, we call her the girl, by the way. That's her name on this podcast. Um, the girl has uh, really perfect boobs. And, like, when, she, when I'm traveling and she's sending me pictures of her boobs, I really, like, that. that is, like, my first, like, thought slash impulse when I see her boobs is, like, I want to put those in every hole that I have. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know how that works evolutionarily for me but I have a strong impulse um, no I did look it up uh, on Pornhub because I kind of here's what I'm imagining in my head I yeah. have a few different scenarios like if, it, if I'm just presented with the term nipple fucking I'm like okay that either means that like because I've seen a lot of like nipple stretching videos and people who stretch their nipples out to be like large have right you? they're into nipple training and so nipple like training? they have yeah they, they want their nipples to be as round and as long as possible round and it's usually long. associated with like farm animal play like oh, we're being milked and things right why didn't I think and, like, that like a goat yeah. And so, like, uh, the, I'm imagining, like, if they have these giant, sorry, I just pinched my nipples and now I'm a little turned on, but if you just, 
It's trans tits, y'all. They're incredibly sensitive. People talk about clits like they're sensitive. Nothing on trans titties. Just because they're uh, new. They're adolescent. Yeah, they're on fire all the time. It's amazing. (laughs) Money well spent. Um, (laughs) But like, I'm imagining these giant nipples, like made to be erect, or like with some suction cups having been put on them, and then they're like fucking somebody's hole with the nipple, or they have like really large like gauged piercings in their nipples and like somebody's like fingering them or the dicks like fucking through the nipple hole those okay. are the two things in my head I'm getting by your face and neither one no, is there no I mean you're close it's just that like I'm seeing the visual okay so there's this chick and she like all I've seen is, is that she's pulled up her shirt and her nipples how am I going to describe this they, yeah they're huge they that's, look like the ends of like thick hot dogs coming out of her boobs yeah, it's like the nipple. So like the end of like this microphone, like an XLR cable kind of like length width style nipple. Like. But you're saying she doesn't have like some kind of weird genetic things. You're saying like they, these have been like stretched. I mean, some people genetically do have bigger nipples than others, no. right? So somebody might somebody might have that, dude. I've seen some wild titties in my day, okay? And like they come in all shapes and sizes just like people. And I'm personally, I love them all. But also, just like people, you, if you put enough like mechanical engineering behind it, you can change that. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, this one person um, is sucking one of her nipples and then fingering the other oh, one. Oh, they're like pushing the large nipple back in they're, on itself. Yeah. I don't like that. That they're hurts doing some me. Of a, well, because I, I will joke on, you know, in my stand-up about <laughs> How like I get so into sucking on the girl's boobs that like it feels like a blowjob. Like it, I really like it. It's like that's the experience. But this is like they're long and whatever. They're long enough. They're like at least two inches long. You know, definitely two a blowjob. Three job inches, like happening. in like a good quarter size, quarter inch around. Like, yeah, you could fuck those. I don't like that though because I've had people like even though my titties are tiny, like try and press in on them, oh. and it's like. What are you doing? Like other women are just like trying to do this. Like stop, that hurts. Like poking in. Yeah, like trying to poke in on the nipples. If that's some sort of like great sensation, also I just can't stop watching this. Like yeah, they they're like opening her nipple up and like looking in. There's like a hole that they're looking into. It's like, dude, I wonder if nipple sounding is a thing. That's what. Well, that's what they're doing is really nipple sounding. But like nothing's going into it. No, they they were doing the finger, and I, they're gonna put their dicks in later. I saw the preview. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay, but you know they're what? It's like her titties. They're fucking the inside of her titties. Yeah, you know those toys. Oh, For me, that... these I saw them at like the Rainforest Cafe or something, like a mall <laughs> shop. Those toys that are like this long and they're like kind of slippery that'll come out of your hands like that. You it like returns like, in on itself, turns right? In. Do y'all know what I'm talking about? Yes. Okay, yeah. That, that's like it, a flashlight before a flashlight. Yeah, like a flashlight. That's what her nipples are like. Is like those toys, and now yeah, now she has two men who are dressed like Mormon missionaries on either side of her, putting their tiny white people dicks inside of her boobs, fully fully inside her nipples. Okay, let's take a quick break, and then uh, we'll come back with some more fun shit. Hey y'all, thanks for listening. Uh, if you like the podcast and want to leave us a review, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review like this one. Uh, I enjoyed the review from Creamy Pussy, five stars. It's called Oh Yeah, Just Like That. Excellent and thought-provoking content that can make anyone, no matter what your fetish is, feel a little less alone and a little turned on. Wink. Perfect. Give us more stuff like that. Yeah. Head on over to Apple Podcast and uh, drop us a review. Thanks. So yeah, mm, when... Mm. <laughs>
that hurts so much. That's that not fun. So like most things that like we talk about and watch like don't fuck me up, but like that. If my mirror neurons uh, are, are, yeah, it hurts. Not on board with nipple fucking, y'all. Not. This is a gender fluids two thumbs down. It sounds like on nipple yeah. fucking. But if you're into it, I'll live your dream. Live your dream. Um, clap if you're into nipple fucking. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anybody that's in now one that person's just like. You. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would love that. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure if I were in love, though, and someone had big old nipples, do you think that I could fall in love with a big old nipple person? Or would I my brain stop it? I don't know if you have it? it in you, honestly. I don't think I do. I think you would try, and then I think you would fail. Yeah. Like, if her you... face was great, and her personality was great, and like I, and then I didn't see the boobs for a while. You'd have about three weeks before you would realize that there's no way. I can't get it up. Yeah. <laughs> That might be true. <laughs> At least you know your own boundaries. It's like, look, I don't hate people with two-inch-long nipples, but like, I, I know in my heart of hearts. Like, I don't think of myself as shallow um, because I care about brains and personality, but it's like I also care about aesthetics, and I'm very particular. And I'm like, yeah, a bit, that would be a deal-breaker if you had, like... An Audi belly button or really Audi nipples. <laughs> like I don't, I don't like protrusions. I mean, <laughs> you know, True. except like if they're round. Like I need the um, the ratio of round to you know of like how far your boobs go wide versus forward. I'm very particular about that. So like even with like people's rings, I don't like it if you know when they have like a big rock or something if it protrudes yeah i don't like that like it bothers me it's like kind of a nails on a chalkboard in my head Mm. feeling so that's how i feel about those nipples see i'm the opposite where i'm like i love all the protrusions yeah (laughs) i have like like i've never fucked somebody with an audi belly button before and it's on my bucket list of things to do i just never i've like i like i had a lot of friends as like as a kid that had alleys but i didn't know this apparently like your belly button changes over time and a lot of people lose their audi belly buttons oh. as they get older yeah like you can start as an audi and as you get older it can move to be an any which any. isn't yeah <laughs> i'm actually a trans person myself my belly button has changed a lot i yeah. i want someone to do Was that it yen, now, now it's yen. <laughs> <laughs> but i kind of like it like I, I don't know why it's not like it almost is a sexual thing, but it isn't. Cause I don't know if I'd like it, but I do want to suck on somebody's Audi belly button. Okay, yeah, because you just love protrusions. You like yeah. all this stuff. It just seems like a all cute little, like... It is kind of a sexual of area. a raspberry and being like... <laughs> just being like... That sounds molestery to me, but okay, whatever you're into. I don't know. I have issues with raspberries, though. Oh, raspberries are cruel and unusual torture in a lot of ways. Yeah, that's not okay to do even to children. I don't know why people think that's okay to do to children. Like, you wouldn't do that to an adult because it's horrifying. And yet... (laughs) When you're three, grown people are doing. I mean, I'm probably hold not you in down this era. And blow on your belly. It's We've like, probably stopped, don't. right? Have y'all ever blown a kid's stomach? No. Is what I'm going to call a raspberry. You have. You have. Yeah. Get the fuck out. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Cancel. I don't care. Okay, <laughs> you're a father. You didn't say to them. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> poor father. No, I don't know. Like, I don't think I don't like so much, the, all the stranger danger adult. You know, we've decided like. I don't. I feel you know, like men have to be just be uncomfortable. Like you can't like tickle a kid or like play with like it's our culture is so weird about that. But I am very like no, we should not be giving raspberries. I don't even think maybe even to your own kids. 
Like, they can't consent. They're not consenting. That's what a raspberry is, though, is like, I'm going to hold you down and do this thing that you hate. Like, so you know what I mean? It's I think, I, I agree, but at the same time, I also think, like, for me, it's kind of that, like, thank God I was raised vaguely religious because sex is just hotter now, right? That's true. <laughs> right? Like, you it need instilled, to get a like, a sense of, like, being <laughs> bad. And so, like, now, like, like I was given raspberries a lot as a kid, and, like, I was also tickled against my will a lot as a kid, and See? my granddad would pop my toes against my will as a kid. Oh. And I think all of, all of these things, like, do have, like, a sense of pleasure attached to them right but with this like intense desire of it not to happen mm -hmm. and I think that probably wired my brain to be as kinky as I am now right go. like because of those experiences I'm able to get the shit beat out of me and then come afterwards I see. okay so I, let me revise my statement if you <laughs> if you want your kids to be super kinky please raspberries <laughs> congratulations sir <laughs> I'm going to fuck your daughter in 20 years. <laughs> All right. Uh, hopefully. And transitions. Oh, no. is it a boy? Yes. No, I'm going to fuck him only if he doesn't transition. That's a personal <laughs> choice. I just want, he, yeah, he gets to pick one of us. Okay. Um, oh, do you want to talk about fucking a girl from the girl from Portland? Oh yeah. Uh, we so don't talk about these topics beforehand because we want them to be like fresh. So they, like, this is all I know. It's like, um, yeah, nipple fucking. fucking <laughs> yeah, <girl from> Portland. <laughs> what is this gonna be? Well, so I, so I'm like, I have like a girlfriend in Austin, but we're poly and open and like fucking and dating other people. And so I was on Tinder, and like, for me, I have like a rank of genders that I enjoy, right? You like top and to bottom. Combos? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just, so it's just like trans girls are number one for me. Like I'm fucking gay to my core and I love fucking other trans girls. It's just the best. And so I matched with this like super hot trans girl, uh, but it was the day after I fucked my arm up and got in this accident. So I couldn't talk to her at all really. And I thought it was just like a misconnection. And then uh, about a month later really, I got back on Tinder because my arm was like movable and I was trying to see if I could date and fuck again, right? And see how that would go. And I saw her profile and went and looked at it and she was like, hey, from Portland in Austin here till the 20th. And it was the 18th. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for this. This will be a good <coughs> test it out. So I hit her up and we go on this date. And this is an amazing date. She's like six feet tall and has like tattoos and lifts weights and it's just everything I've ever wanted, right? The conversation's beautiful, and we go back to her Airbnb, and she just fucks the shit out of me. Like, oh my, usually, because here's the thing, usually nine times out of ten, I prefer somebody with like a medium to small size dick, right? I Which, want, can you define medium to small? So like medium, I would say would be, or average, whatever makes you feel good, um, is like five, five and a half inches. It's like so a medium sized dick, right? You know, thank you for raising your hand in the back. <laughs> Represent. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah, go ahead and self-identify. <laughs> <laughs> and so, because I love to get, I like to get fucked really hard. I like to be called a dirty little slut, a good little girl, while you're railing me. And so, big dicks are hard to do that with, right? And so we go back to her place and start fooling around, and she just has like this. Not massive, but just like wonderfully sized, supple, luscious dick. Okay, I'm how using big two would you hands. Say? Like I would say it was like seven, seven and a half inches long, like right. a good, like you know, like 
a little yeah. thicker than this microphone, like a good two inches round. Like yeah. it had like a good girth to it. And I was just, and at first I was nervous. I was like, oh no, like I have not been practicing, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, if, like with butt fucking, you gotta keep up on your skills, right? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta keep yeah. stretch, but like keep the muscles tight so you can clinch down and make sure they're not just like fucking a loose bag of hotness, yeah. you know? <laughs> Which can happen. I've been fucking a lot of people in the ass. I'm like, it feels like I'm fucking air right now. Just warm air. Your asshole's blown out. You need Jesus. to fix that. Do some ass kegels. It's, they're yeah, they're a thing. They do butt work. kegels. That's actually true. They say that by the time we're 40, we have a one in five chance of like having um, what do you, like uh, problems. No, you know, uh, like anal leakage. Leakage. Yeah. What's the incontinence? Yeah. Poop yeah. incontinence. I don't know. <laughs> Um, so yeah, if everyone, is anyone doing their ass kegels right now? <laughs> I have been this whole time. I am, yeah. That's the only time I remember to do ass kegels is if someone mentions it on stage, so like, huh, you're one, welcome, everyone. Huh, two, three. Let's just all do them together. <laughs> so, That's how we make people sign off of dinner fluids whenever we have guests. Yeah. We all do butt kegels together. Instead of like collective breathing exercises, it's like, and clinch, mm-hmm. and release. Listeners, do it with us. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> And that should be our companion podcast. <laughs> oh, Sorry. meditation, but yeah. Um, okay. So we get, I, we're back at her place, and I'm like, she's like, "Do you want me to fuck you?" I was like, "Like more than anything, I want you to fuck me right now." But like, also, not gonna lie, super nervous about you fucking me, because like I'm an eager beaver, and like I'll hurt myself trying to take a dick. Right, I'm like the puppy dog that plays until it wears its paws out. Like it doesn't know so when to, to stop chasing yeah. the ball. That's me and Dick. Like, oh, it's great. <laughs> and I've done it before, where like I've like let someone rail me, and then I've taken a break to go to the bathroom and use the bathroom. Like, whoa, that's a lot of blood, you know? <laughs> <It's> okay. Just... <laughs> <laughs> just concerned. Is that okay? <laughs> I don't know. Is it okay to get butt fucked into bleeding? Is that like a it's normal? It's probably not the best. I mean, it happens but it's to happened. vaginas too sometimes. Um, yeah, I guess we always just. Tell, but I don't know what you mean by a lot of blood. I mean, like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, me, like me when, I, when I'm spoons. like peeing and like my ass clenches to like let me pee well, and like there's a little fart that happens, and like the lube and if they've come already but like mostly like the lube and like my my ass naturally lubricates a lot it's like when that stuff kind of like mean i don't know dude my asshole just gets wet no like assholes can naturally self-lubricate like and some people have like it's not just poop and sweat mixing together yes i'm a hundred percent positive i've been doing this for long enough that it's like but there's gotta be science like we gotta i think it's just i mean it's like you're you know you're like your rectum is is like uh, has a mucus membrane on it and so i think it just produces a higher amount of that mucus like when stimulated right okay i happen to produce a lot to where i don't always need lube to butt fuck like i just get wet But any, but that does build up in there, and so when I'm pissing, like I'll like squeeze a little bit, and like that'll like out, and then like you know if it's you know you, crimson you, red, you, you I'm like whoa, that's a lot, you know, that's a lot of blood, as opposed yeah. to like just little streaks of red. I'm like, no, that's just a little tearing. Okay. Because like your asshole can just tear a little bit, and that's fine. It's resilient. It's well, been yeah. through a lot. What you told me too. <laughs> You told me this guy was so good at, at fucking was so strong. This girl. Or sorry, this girl, sorry. I, I don't know who you were having sex with. Uh, oh, it's right. It's a girl from Portland. Okay. Um, she was so strong that she was able to hold you up. Yeah. So like she, I was nervous. I was like, you're going to need to start slow. And so she, she did. That's the thing. Her technique was amazing. 
Like, it takes a lot of skill to be able to butt fuck well, right? And not just go too hard, too deep, too fast. But she started in, like, slow and gentle. And then I was just like, okay, you can just fuck me as hard as you want. Like, she sold me on it within the first, like, two minutes. And I was like, I'm going to be fine. And so we fucked for a while. Then we took a break. Cause I was, we were both super sweaty and needed water desperately. And so we went to the kitchen and got some water because she was like renting an apartment in this Airbnb. And in the kitchen, we're sitting there. And then she starts fucking me against the counter, then puts me up onto the counter and starts fucking the shit out of me, which is just a dream I've always had. You've never I've, been fucked on a counter at all? I've fucked people on a counter, oh, but I've never been the, never been the one getting... you never been the counter bottom? No. That's crazy. I've never been... <laughs> And I know, right? And like in my head, I was just like, yes! Like, oh, like it was like fireworks were going off. I was so excited that like, I finally got to do that. Mm-hmm. And then, since she lifts weights and shit, and she's taller than I am, she picked me up off the counter and like swung me to the side and kept fucking me in the air. In the air. And I was like, cue in sync, just like, it's all I ever wanted. <laughs> just like, ugh. Yeah. It was amazing, but the thing that like fucks me up the most is like, I went on this date with her, right? And I knew she was from Portland. I honestly didn't expect it to be a good date because she's a vegan trans girl. And usually those types of people in me don't jive. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> like no offense, but like we just don't usually don't get along well. And she doesn't drink, which isn't a bad thing. But also, it's just like a checklist of things I'm very into, like meat and booze, mm-hmm. you know. But we had this brilliant time, and we fucked a lot. We then we sat on the couch and talked for like an hour and a half or two. Then we fucked some more, and then we slept. And we woke up in the middle of the night, and like she finally like, yeah, it was just so good, so good. And then she had to leave to go back to Portland the next day. And like I don't know. I don't know, maybe if she was from Austin, I wouldn't have been as like enthralled with her and smitten as I am. But like the fact that she had to go back home, it was just like so perfectly tragically romantic. Mm. That was like, I got railed and filled. And then you just like get on a plane and leave the next day. I was just like, fuck. I was like, and in my head, like, you know, I'm laying in bed that night with her like cuddling me behind me. And I'm just like, how can I move to Portland? <laughs> And not and not make it weird. Like you can't just like be like, "Hey, I moved here." Like not because of you. Definitely not because of how well you fucked me. Like you, I didn't move four thousand miles away. It's a good career. Good career move. Um, Yeah, I was really impressed. I actually didn't know that you could fuck a butt in the air. You know what I mean? Because like the vagina's a little bit higher. So now I feel like you have to be even stronger that's to get the thing. to the it's butt. Like, that's why I was amazed it could yeah. happen. Because like, I had to like, you know, it's like a legit, she's straight, like a good like 50 degree, 60 degree angle yeah. like back to like be able to get in there you properly. You gotta go like 45 for vagina I mean, but like 55 you, for butt. So. You could probably get your dick in an asshole at a 45 degree Especially angle while standing. Yeah, but it's like you're not getting the whole thing. You're just getting the tip in. And like that's the thing is like anal sex isn't, for me, isn't as fun if it's just the tip moving in and out. Like I want you to go all the way in and then stay in. Right? I don't want your dick going all the way in and all the way out each time. Yeah, I gotcha. That like... Good. That friction is no, no bueno. No, yeah. Just stay in and poke around. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to do the feti- fetish? I think we got to move to the fetish, yeah. yeah. Okay, so our fetish is people with dissociative identity disorder. Or split personality or disorder, split personality. as we used to call it. Because we had a, we had a listener uh, who wrote us in. She actually wrote us in because she has a vomiting fetish. 
And I did this whole vomiting porno video once, mm-hmm. like a few weeks ago for this queer film festival. Uh, and she was like, hey, it turns out I didn't know this, but that's my thing. Like, watched it. Now I'm in love with it. Um, no, she already knew. Oh, she already knew? She, had, she was keeping it a secret that from her fiance. Sorry. We've yeah. had multiple vomit fetish <laughs> listeners. Um, she was keeping it a secret from her fiance, but now they've broken up. Um, but so at first she was like, yeah, this vomiting fetish, blah, blah, blah. And we're talking. And then she's like, oh, yeah, also I have <laughs> dissociative identity disorder. And she has, uh, I've asked her about it. She has a lot of, I just kind of want to read to y'all um, what she, because I asked her a lot of questions about it uh, and, and the sexuality of the different personalities. Because well, we were, hmm? I was going to say, can we just like run through it? Because I remember sure. some of the things she said. Okay. So, like, one, she has multiple, like, sides to her, right? And each side has, like, a completely different personality, like, fully fleshed out personality, including, like, sexuality and gender identity. So, like, one of her personalities is a dude. One of the personalities, like, is into, like... I think there are nine. Nine? God damn. She actually... I had had her list them for me. That might be the easiest. Yeah, list them all out. Um, So, from youngest to oldest, Ariella, age three... Aurora, 6, Emerald, 12, Heather, 15, Kati, 17, Clara, 18, Brutus, 22, and Rebecca, 42. She says she's probably 21 to 22 developmentally, and our body is 25. Yeah, right? Like, so think about that. Like, so far as, like, a fetish goes, like... What if your fetish is fucking somebody with multiple personalities? Like you want to be able to date somebody. You're also like automatically poly. In my yeah, opinion. you can. It's like, look, I want to be poly, but also monogamous at the right. same time. It's like paradoxically possible. Right. If you fuck somebody with dissociative identity disorder. And you're like bi and pan and a pedophile. Quite and a pedophile. Like um, <laughs> the pedophile no, but, side. But of some like, of them don't fuck. Some, a lot of these personalities girl. don't fuck. So they're, they come out for different things. She says, Clara is bi. Heather and Cotty are lesbians. She's a straight female. And Brutus is a straight male. Heather's a little more bi than Cotty. Like, she's got a whole... It's so awesome. I, w- I mean, I don't know. There's a part of me that wishes I had multiple personalities. And I, I mean, like, not to make light of it, but it almost, like, it's practical. Like, these different pr- personalities come out to handle different situations. I mean, she said that, um, you know, she has a lot of issues around the penis. Like, most of her, uh, she's attracted to men, or in her core self, whatever, she's attracted to men. But she has issues around the penis from molestation. And so some of these um, personalities are defenses about that, and then she can com- kind of compartmentalize it and be in, in another place. And like, I've heard of that. Like, I have a friend who, um, if he calls on one personality, he knows how to fix cars suddenly. <laughs> Tight, like, dude. You know what I mean? There's That's different- the closest thing to the Matrix that exists. Yeah. Where, like, I need to know how to fix the car, and just like. Ugh. And I think he can go into different personalities and, like, really focus and, like, learn particular things, but he switches it. I mean,. We should all develop. <laughs> we could all just experience a mild enough form of trauma. Well, yeah, is <laughs> there like a positive to get, way to acquire multiple like personalities? Instead of taking ecstasy for therapy, you like have a f- small form of controlled trauma inflicted on you to do, some part of your brain. Yeah. yeah, to like create like a dissociative identity disorder, and then we learn what parts of the brain to like traumatize specifically to manifest certain types of personalities. Yes. Like, if I was like, yeah, I really wish I could just be okay being a dude again, I could, like, shock a part of my brain into, like, making it more, it's like, you know, one out of ten times. That's it's like, tight, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm so into the. I do now want to fuck someone with multiple personalities who's into me, like, being into their different people. 
What if one of the personalities isn't into you, though? Like, nine out of ten are, but that one just isn't. And, like, not even, like, we can't even be friends. They're just, like, yeah. we really don't like each other. <laughs> yeah. How do you handle that? I guess that's that? sad, yeah. Or it's just they're a three-year-old all of a sudden. I mean, but yeah, to be serious, like, all of a sudden they're a three-year-old, and now you have to be like, okay, no more sex for me. We'll just... Well, I mean, speak pet, for yourself. But you. <laughs> well, I mean, depending on what they want, but I think that, um, I think that when she is three years old well, in that personality. Yeah, I'm not talking about no. her. I'm just talking about fictitiously. Oh, no. If I had multiple personalities <laughs> and I had a three-year-old in there, I might play around with that. But um, <laughs> is that wrong? To f- it's like, if it's, I, I want you to fuck I, me as a three-year-old. I already fan it. Yeah. Um, well, you fantasize about it. I try and fucking... I get into that. I'm all into age play shit. I fucking love, like, yeah, I'm going to pretend I'm seven. Please fuck me and tell me I'm a terrible girl. Like, mm -mm mm-mm-mm. But if I can believe it, if I can method act that shit and, like, actually go there, oh, bless. Yeah. I mean, work with a therapist, you know, to make sure. (laughs) I wonder if I could find, I mean, in Austin, I'm sure I could find some sort of, like, like hypnotherapist. Inducing multiple personalities so that yeah. you can further your age play game. They like hypnotize me back and then. Austin's pretty weird, but I don't know if we fully have that. That weird. We can start. Let's go to UT and start a program. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want a dissociative identity disorder for sex reasons? <laughs> don't we all? We got you sold, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It just it made it. I didn't ever. I guess one, know that much about the disorder in general, and then two, didn't know how deep and fleshed out those personalities it's were. It's so tight. I mean, the, it, like she says that two of the parts have the vomit fetish. It, you know, it's interesting that it's not just one, but two. Not one, not nine, but two of them. And she, I don't, she doesn't say which ones. Like, is it the kids or <laughs> the two and the three-year-old for some reason? <laughs> or super into I mean, that makes sense. Like, you've been, like, masturbating since, like, two, two right? And yeah. so it's just like... Maybe it is the three-year-old. Maybe the three-year-old, there is like a part of that, uh, the you know, where the adult brain and the three-year-old brain are overlapping, and it's just like that personality is into the vomit. Yeah. I mean, and then she says that only two of the nine are into having sex. And again, we don't know if it's the same vomit ones or whatever. So there's a, a bi chick and a straight chick who are into having sex. Or maybe it's the straight guy. Who's <laughs> we don't know. Um, so I asked more questions, but I haven't gotten everything back yet. Um, we'll report back. Yeah, we'll report back on this. But I give a two thumbs up to this uh, fetish. If anyone has a fetish for, I'm just wondering how would you, how would you like actually fetishize the disorder though? Like if you're gonna make a porno out of like dissociative identity disorder and <coughs> oh. like, because you know, with that being the fetish, not just like a thing that is like a vehicle to like have different types of sex, right? Mm-hmm. Like. Would it have to be some? I mean, it'd have to be like fantastical in that in that they're switching personalities pretty quickly within like a video or whatever you're making, right? You could do acting though. That's you know, just like you're doing age play or anything. You could do you could be kind of method acting, dissociative identity disorder, like that. Get that United States of Terra chick to have sex with you and just yeah, just like all of us yeah every minute or two in sex like switch and all of a sudden they're slapping you and doing stuff and you never know what's coming next a top a bottom a sub a dom so you know like what they're doing to you what they're into what they're not into and it's just like that would be wild 
Mm, yeah, so it. even if it's not real, like, yeah, because maybe that's too fucked up. But these people really do have trauma most of the, you know, and so if they're into, if they're into doing that with you sexually, great, like exploring with their different partners. But if you just got someone who was a good actor. And you get and like, you just, like an Anthony Hopkins or somebody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be psychologically torturing you. <laughs> But you know what I mean? To like, you never know when their personality is going to change and what they're going to be doing next. That would be such a hot thing. I would love that. This has been another NPR production out of Safe Space Studios. We're broadcasting on 66.6 FM. That's KFUX. Peace. I'm Janish Meeting, a native writer and comedian, and I'm thrilled to announce that my podcast, Woman of Size, has found a permanent home on the Hoo Ha Ha Network. On Woman of Size, I talk to artists, writers, activists, and thinkers about their big-ass lives, their big-ass experiences, and their big... Asses. Woman of size is plus size. Latina. Flawed. Curvy. We thick queen. Queer. Fat. Black. Disabled. So come take up space and subscribe to Woman of Size on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen. Be big, baby. This has been a Hoo Ha Ha Podcast. <laughs>